Welcome to Growth Colony, Australia's B2B growth podcast. I'm Alex Hipwell. Each episode, we bring you B2B founders, CMOs, marketing and sales leaders to find out what makes them successful and what was behind their failures. Today, Shaheen from X-Growth is in discussion with Eric Whitlake, Senior Analyst at Topo, about how marketing should go about selling account-based marketing to the sales team to get full buy-in from them. On that note, let's dive right in. Eric, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to this. I'm very excited, Eric. I mean, I'm, I'm very excited talking about this topic. It's, a, it's a, sometimes a challenge for marketers to really get that alignment and, and make that work. And having you on the episode, on the podcast, talking about this, considering you know, both your experience and Topo's expertise in you know, the, the fast-growing B2B organization, analyzing the strategies that are working there and the ones that are not working, gets me super excited. So let's, uh, let's dive into it. First, Eric, I'd, I'd love to know a little bit about yourself and a little bit of background for those who might not know you. Just give us a quick intro. Let's start today and maybe work our way backwards. So I've been at Topo for about four years. I joined Topo with the opportunity to really focus on an account-based strategy as a go-to-market. Prior to joining Topo, I'd spent about 10 years in a B2B-focused environment as a B2B agency. And a couple of years into that experience, I had my first exposure to what we called target account programs at the time. And so that kind of evolved into my point of view around what was going on from an account-based perspective. It became this thing that started as 5% of my job and maybe got up to 25% or something towards the end of that decade run. And it was a piece that to me was kind of this magic combination of how can I get the right data? How can I create the right experience? How can I create an outsized outcome? Uh, One of the first programs I was involved in, it was a few dozen accounts handpicked to be the ones that sales said, I got nothing here and I need something. So it was like, here's the absolute hardest ones. One response, one meeting was going to be seen as success because they had been trying and trying and trying and getting nowhere. These were the ones they really wanted and couldn't get anywhere with. And were able to deliver meetings within a course of a couple months at 40% of those companies. Just blew the, blew the doors off in terms of expectation. So that was that starting point for me and the chance to then be able to do that as one of my primary areas of focus with Topo, just a lot of fun. And I've had a lot of fun these last four years being able to dive into that. I come out of digital marketing, digital advertising, consumer, some time in ad tech prior to that. So kind of data technology analytics has always been one of those things that's kind of behind me that, that I build on. But B2B kind of became this funny, different, experience-oriented, small, high-value audiences space that has just uh, you know, it's kind of become my thing. I enjoy it. I love it. Thank you very much for that. Now, you know, you, you mentioned that sales was like, hey, we, we can't get any meetings in these accounts. Like, can, can, what can we do to get into these accounts? First of all, tell me, why is having sales on board with ABM is important at all? You know, because I, think, I know a lot of organizations go about and say, all right, account-based marketing. It's a marketing thing, right? So marketing department, do ABM. So why is it important to have sales on board? 
I mean, we say in our definition of what's an account-based strategy, and I'll come back to why I don't call it account-based marketing in just a moment, is how do we get all of the customer-facing pieces of the organization working together to engage, progress, retain, whatever our goal is, a set of accounts that we've all named and agreed on? How can we do it together? How can we create an end-to-end experience? How can we ensure that we're prioritizing in the same way? Imagine for a moment, marketing prioritizes accounts A, B, C, sales prioritizes accounts D, E, F. Well, we've just created a, a you know an suboptimal experience as well as set of business outcomes for all six of those accounts. If we really want a different outcome from a set of accounts that are more important to our business, maybe more important for a short period of time, maybe more important with a multi-decade view, I don't know. But these are the ones that right now we're saying we need to prioritize. We can't prioritize that in just marketing and know that that treatment's going to carry through. We can't prioritize that in just sales and be as successful as we could be because in sales is going, well, marketing's not supporting me. They're giving me a bunch of stuff I'm supposed to be doing, leads I'm supposed to follow up with, opportunities that are a quarter of the value of what these could be or less. And they're now complaining that I'm not chasing that. Well, come on. Haven't we all agreed that this is where it's at for us? Let's all prioritize this together. Because if we don't, we actually don't end up prioritizing it at all. I feel like marketing needs to prepare, you know, and I'm guilty of that, right? Where marketing needs to prepare, needs to like put the data together, need to look at the list and see if it's right. Or sales is like, just give me the phone and give me the phone number. That's all I need. I mean, in in the simplest term, right? But what do we do? We have to create an ad, get the photography, the imagery, the messaging. Oh, it has to go someplace. Now we got to build a landing page. We got to get that done. Oops, that's got to go through an ops team. Sales is like, I'll send an email and my call to action is reply to me. I didn't need to build more. Like it's a lighter process in many ways. It does make it easier we have more infrastructure to do anything that we're trying to do typically as a marketer. And it does make that harder. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes it's less effective. Very true. I mean, why, why, why is it that we said when we got started in our account-based research and best practice, we're like orchestration, everybody working together, but guess what? The fast path to success is marketing and sales development working together. You can bring sales and customer success and everyone else in later. When everyone's getting started, most of them were focused on new logo acquisition. We're just like, get marketing and sales development to do a better job of getting qualified meetings at the accounts everyone agreed they cared about, even if we don't have everyone knowing what to do about that together yet. If you can just start with those two and go a long ways. One of the reasons is I used to do direct mail way back in the day, right? advertising, marketing email, all this kind of stuff, response rates of an email less than a percent from the marketing side in direct mail, maybe a couple percent if you're doing pretty good, particularly if it's not like a super small list. Advertising, you got to have a lot of significant digits in that decimal to not just round it to zero, right? And yet, what do we get when the SDRs are doing the outreach? Dramatically higher response rates. So that's why one of our coachings early on was, how do we as marketers shift our perspective? Why am I sending a direct mail piece? 
So someone's more likely to reply or pick up the phone or call back an SDR in the next couple of days when they get that outreach. That was actually where 3x of the impact of the direct mail came from. It came from the SDR's metrics going up, not from the direct metric of the direct mail piece. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then sales is like, I feel like you made a really good point where they're like, oh, they've given me this, these emails that I have to send out and, and these, these comms that I have to have. And what do they know about sales, right? Uh, have you had that before? Oh, man. How often does marketing go in and frankly, do nothing as a marketer to make it better and instead tell everybody else what they need to do differently. You know, this is like marketing going in. I see this way too often. Marketing going in and telling an SDR leader how they should run their cadence, how many touches they should have, what channels they should have, and then doing nothing on the marketing side at first to say, how are we gonna actually make this better? No, come to the meeting, know how you're gonna make it better for, from a marketing perspective. If you wanna bring some best practice to another team, that's okay, but just you know, show that you're working to make it better in your domain instead of coming in and kind of giving the impression that, that you feel like your stuff is perfect and all the problems are someplace else. No one's perfect, come on, let's fess up to that. We have things we could do better. So don't go in and try to make everyone else better and not look in the mirror. Go in and say, what can we do as a marketer to make this better? And on that SDR example, for instance, this is something I ran into a lot uh, over the course of the last few years. What we started doing is saying like in a workshop, start by going in and putting up on the board what a high performing SDR cadence looks like. And now let's wrap that with marketing to make it more effective instead of marketing starting with what your cadence needs to be. Do we need to, as Topo, provide some perspective on that in some instances? Sure, we can. We have a practice around it. We have lots of best practices. We can provide research. But it's not just about marketing going in and trying to get other teams to do it. It's like, how, do, how does the marketer say, I'm here to make everything you're doing work better? I'm here to get a better outcome for all of us but what I do to support you. And too often, marketing is going in on that SDR uh, cadence in particular and kind of going, well, this is a big problem area. Maybe it is, but go in and just, you know, from a how you engage people, start by going in and bringing solutions and doing better in your camp too. It goes so far in just having a better next conversation and next reply that you get from somebody. That's, I mean, that, that's a great point. And it, it kind of leads to my next question, right? Where, you know, what do marketers do wrong from, from sales and marketing persp alignment perspective, right? What are some of the mistakes they make? And, and I, I really like how you explained and said that, you know, marketers should go in and, and bring value, right? So don't, don't go and try to change anything. Just go and try to understand the process. And then say, all right, here's where we can add extra value. Is that correct? Is that, um, uh, or what, what, what would be your approach, right? So if marketing wants to, uh, because I'll tell you why I'm asking this question. Sometimes in, in organizations, sales is doing account work, right? So sales is focused on accounts, but they might not call it an account-based strategy or account-based marketing or account-based everything or whatever they, you want to call it, right? They're not calling it that. And 
these buzzwords come out of marketing and marketing's like, oh, we need to do account-based marketing. And they go to sales and sales is like, what is this? Is this the next, you know, the, the new shiny thing, the color of the month? Uh, is this marketing again, getting excited about something? Nah, it's all right. Yeah, we'll, we'll, sit, we'll sit down for a, for a workshop and I'll be on my phone checking emails. And after that, we'll go back to what we're, what we're doing, right? So I've, I've experienced that quite a lot. And my question is how, what should, how should the approach of marketing be different in order to grab sales attention and, and be able to sound a lot more valuable to sales? So what's sales's priority? What do they need to accomplish? And let's take that one step further. What are the risks to them actually being able to hit those objectives? It might be that the risks, uh, for instance, the risks are actually customer retention and expansion. That's the big nut if you're a larger company of where revenue is going to come from. And yet marketing maybe came in and said, we're going to do this thing around acquisition. And sales is like, you know, the piece I'm worried about right now is that customer expansion needs to represent 30% of my number. And that's where I'm going to miss. And I can never win enough in new logo to make up for that. So you're focused on the wrong thing. You're not focused on where my need, my priority is. What would you tell somebody going into sales that they need to do? They need to understand the priorities, the critical initiatives of the person that they're trying to sell to. Why don't we do that as marketers when we go try to take our initiative to sales? Start with understanding what their priorities are, what their initiatives are. And then if an account-based approach is the right way to help to address that, awesome. If it's actually something else, that's great too. But let's start with understanding what our should become shared joint priorities are. These are the things we need to go accomplish. Now let's have that starting point. We've got to get to the same page in order to get started. Once we get to that same page, then we can actually have a conversation about what is it we're going to do? Why does this make sense? When marketing goes in and says, well, we're going to do this and it makes sense because of all these things. And those things don't tie to the priorities, the needs, the challenges that sales has. doesn't matter not going to get us anywhere. Very good point. Very good point. And between the marketing department and sales department, right? Who have you seen that alignment is most important for, right? Is it the, you know, the, the marketing team, the, maybe the field marketing with the AEs? Is it with the SDRs? Is it the sales development? Where, where do you see the most important piece of alignment? Where, where do you see alignment being the most effective between these two departments? There's kind of two pieces when I think about alignment. There's one, we all agreed. And two, there's we then held hands and did it together. And in order to do it together, in some cases, let's say that we're focused, that need, the priority we found is it's new logo. You're a smaller company, growing quickly. The vast majority of new bookings are going to come from new logos. There's not a lot of expansion opportunity in existing accounts. There's just not very many of them yet versus your revenue objective. That might be marketing and sales development on the execution piece, but sales has to care about where we're focused that execution on. So the agreement about what, what we're going to prioritize that would need to be with sales as well. But the how we're going to get more meetings, more qualified meetings, more opportunities created, 
a lot of that execution detail I could cover between marketing and sales development in that instance. Let's say on the flip side, I've got a bunch of eight, nine, maybe even 10 figure customers, you know, these, let's call it Fortune 50 type companies. Where's that alignment going to happen from an execution perspective? It's going to be an account team that's got multiple people in sales, maybe multiple dedicated resources in marketing, research and enablement, things along those lines. Almost certainly a marketer that's got no more than say that they're responsible for. Now I'm talking about field marketing and the sales organization actually handling a lot of the actual account level execution. So where that alignment, that tight working together on planning and execution happens is going to change. Going back to that, what are the priorities? What are the things we're trying to solve for? What does that look like? And what do we need to do together? And then who are those groups that are doing it together day to day in order to get to that outcome? Right, right. Okay. Now, on that note, one of the things that I've seen is sometimes sales development role comes under marketing. Some companies have noticed that they incorporate the SDR role under the marketing department, not under sales. What are your thoughts on that? Is that, you know, is that, is, I mean, just like you said, that might not be very effective with account expansion, but when it comes to acquisition, is that, you know, is that a strategy that you recommend? Is it really depends or what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I'm a marketer by trade. I come from that background. As a marketer, I like to think of myself as being pipeline and revenue focused. And by the way, marketing can never create an opportunity. Sales development is our only path to creating opportunities. So if they're under the marketing organization, that sounds good to me. If they're not, close, tight alignment with sales development is absolutely critical. Now, the reality is, is there's lots of teams that are not well aligned within their own team. They don't have a lot of faith in their leader. There's competing priorities. They feel like they're under-resourced or another team, another group within the same team has preferential treatment or is really the one that is listened to more. So what your reporting structure is, this is not an automatic solution to those kinds of alignment problems by any means. It gets you the first step. It will always get you you structured that way. You'll always be able to have first conversations you might not otherwise but following through is going to be really important. And I've frankly seen completely busted relationships when they're technically in the same department. And I've seen great relationships when they're technically in different departments. So to me, how do we work together is far more important than the reporting structure. If I was going into someplace as a marketer, and it's a high growth organization, and we want to adopt an account-based approach, I'd really like to have the SDRs in my organization. That'd be my first choice. In high growth orgs right now, it's about a third of them have them in marketing, about two thirds have them in sales. Can I work with it the other way? Sure, I can. Being willing to work together, having same set of priorities, which by the way, in order to make an account-based approach, we're going to need to get to anyways, being able to build on that foundation, that's important if you're in the same group or in different groups. Do you ever find yourself stuck with a B2B problem? Need a second opinion on your next campaign? Or looking for some feedback on that piece of MarTech you're thinking to purchase? Well, 
that's why we created the Growth Colony Slack channel. This Slack channel is like a small dinner party where you get to meet and mingle with B2B professionals, hear what others are doing and keep up to date with the latest B2B trends and news. You'll also get access to a range of exclusive content from our podcasts, webinars and events. The best thing about it, it's all free. If this sounds interesting, head over to growthcolony.org forward slash slack and sign up. That's growthcolony.org forward slash slack. I want to talk about compensation, Eric. Some argue that if the marketing is going to become revenue focused and be very pipeline focused, their compensation model should also change and be based on maybe revenue or closer to the model that sales is, especially the department that is responsible for the activation work, the, uh, the, you know, not, the, not the branding department, the brand building component of the, of the marketing department, but the one that is in, re- responsible for activation and acquisition and so on and so forth. What are your thoughts on that? What is the variable compensation based on otherwise? If it's based on MQLs, then, you know, get out. Yeah, we need it to be based on pipe creator revenue. Um, That said, marketers are, regardless of how far we go down this path, we are, as individuals within the marketing organization, a little bit more removed from it. I'm not as the, you know, let's say you've got uh, a director and two managers within the demand generation team. Well, I can't really adopt a quota structure for individuals within the marketing organization because it's a overall marketing contribution. So from that perspective, having the same degree of variable comp within marketing isn't something that's going to get most marketers engaged. But having our variable comp based on the organization's performance, based on a clearly uh, delineated marketing's overall contribution, to that organizational performance, those are good moves. Uh, we shouldn't be comping marketing on actually getting the website. Uh, well, maybe we can, I don't know. But the primary variable comp that I want to see a revenue-oriented or, uh, marketer get is not on successfully launching a new website. It's on a contribution to revenue. Gotcha. Okay. All right. No, this is, uh, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. Now, Eric, those are most of the questions that, that I wanted to ask, right? But... Is there something that you didn't you think we didn't cover that it's that's that it's valuable regarding sales and marketing alignment? Anything comes to mind? If you're at the point where it's like you can't even get a good conversation about accounts, start doing that on the inbound side. Like you don't have a list, you don't know who they care about. They're not sales isn't engaged with you. I mean, let's say it's it's a pretty, you know, this kind of relationship that just starts to show that you have access to that data, which by the way, they've never seen from you before. And you can make some good guesses with no input from them about the accounts and the titles that matter. Come on, let's face it. We know some of that stuff. A really quickly pulled together target account list by marketing alone may very well be 70% right with no input from anybody else. Like, you know, it's, it's not bad. It's better than random. Why do we treat it like it's all the same? We can make some really good guesses. I don't know that I want to go put, you know, a thousand bucks behind every one of those, 
Like there, I need the alignment conversation. But do I know enough to surface information that's going to be more valuable to sales? I better. I mean, isn't that part of my job is understanding our market? How am I actually judging myself, choosing between opportunities, everything else, if I don't know enough to take some pretty good guesses about what is valuable as companies, titles, individuals, uh, reasons they engaged to my organization? I better be able to do that. Hey, man. No, that's good. That's, uh, that's awesome. I wanted to ask you, we talked touched on cadence. A little bit during the during the conversation, and I was I was itching to bring it up, but it was it was it's removed from the topic that we're talking about. But do you also touch on that quite a lot? Like, actually, let me ask this: What are some of the topics that you're super passionate about when it comes to account based? So because I know initially when we talked about, I said, "Look, this is something I would love to talk about," and you're like, "Yep, I got that covered." But what are some of the topics that you um, you usually uh, enjoy talking about and are super passionate about? I mean, one of the things that we've seen make a big difference is how do I be smarter about what accounts, when, when do I go after these accounts? And how do I be much better about timing? We've gotten pretty good at going, okay, these 200 accounts are worth more to me. Let's focus on these 200. But we haven't gotten as good historically at going, oh, damn, that's 200. Here's the things I want to do. I can only do that for 40 or 50 at a time. Which one should I pick right now? When we can get better at getting our timing right, because we manufactured timing, or because there's market and company signals that guide us to better timing, probably a balance, a mix between those two, then we can actually have significantly better results because we've started to get the timing piece of the equation down. And so that's one of the things that we've seen. Now, I think that that's starting to come into what we can do when we keep our account-based lens on execution, but we start looking at our ability to target individual accounts, to activate, say, marketing and sales dev together, or account management or sales, along with marketing, whatever that case may be. How do I start to use that same ability to execute at an account level across more of what is currently labeled my demand gen or broader go-to-market. So that's not to say that I'm going, oh, well, the account-based team's taken over, you know, 2,000 accounts. They used to have 200 demand gen. Good luck getting to your numbers. We just took all the good ones. But what I mean is, what if we watch intent? What if we watch timing signals? What if we're doing a program for a competitive takeaway of a pretty high-end solution. It's mostly companies that are in our target account list that even work with that competitor. But guess what? There's another 40 that aren't in the list that work with them. And I know because it's a pretty expensive solution, it may not be quite as valuable, but they're still well above average. Would I want to include them in that program? Mm, There's a pretty good chance I would, right? So how do I start to think about what accounts I'm going to include and when? That's sometimes using intent, the program structure itself, to dip outside my target account list. That's sometimes saying within my target account list, I can't be all on all the time at full intensity for everybody. Which one's right now and how? How do I get much better about that 
right now focus. The way a sales development team does, the way a sales organization does, it's like I'm sales development in particular. Where am I focused this week and this month? How do I start to do a better job of reflecting that across more of what I do and use timing signals to get it right? Things that are going on in the market. A competitor was acquired. There's fear the product's going to be sunsetted or prices are going to go up or whatever. All right, all in, we're going after their install base right now, right? Makes perfect sense as a marketer. Well, that is by definition a list of accounts. And unless it's somebody the size of Salesforce that got bought and you're worried about what's going to happen to the product, it's not like you're going out there and saying, okay, I'm going after every single company that's out here. And I can have that be part of my broad messaging. Thinking of like when Eloqua was bought by Oracle, Marketo was actually able to just go to go broad market blast. You know, they're no longer an option for you, right? That's not typically the case. A lot of that execution oftentimes really needs to be account-based account or I'm, I'm not going to use the account-based term here because it means more to some people, but it needs to be two specific accounts. And my ability to execute against a list of accounts is something that I've learned and refined through an execution of an account-based strategy. How do I make use of this new skill set across more of what I do in my entire go-to-market? And that's one of those things that, you know, to me, represents one of the next big opportunities for today's account-based platform solutions to be able to say, we're going to power the selection and the execution of more of what you do in demand gen, for instance, because we bring a level of account intelligence and ability to execute at an account level. And I could scale that from what you started with as 500 accounts. I can scale that to 10,000 accounts while running it side by side with your broader demand gen. And that would be a good thing for you. Because what I'm doing is I'm prioritizing from within that broad pool, a small subset of accounts that are most likely to convert to value for you right now. And then you're continuing to do what you did before, and you're continuing to have the triple down extended focus on the ones at the very top of the list. That's a smarter go to market. You're right. In a lot of situations, it's like, this is the accounts, let's go after them. Versus, yeah, I mean, sometimes you could buy some Bombora and put some, put that information on top of it. But, you know, I mean, that's, that's really the extent of it. I really like that. That's really cool. Well, one of the things that I was thinking earlier when you mentioned, you know, how do we sell this? And it's a challenge in many traditional organizations. This has become much less of a challenge with the SaaS companies I, I work with just because they're a little further down this journey. And as an industry, as people move and whatnot, they've seen the successes. How many sales leaders in traditional organizations think of marketing and go, oh, well, we're trying to get into account X or we have this relationship challenge in account Y and go, marketing can certainly help me with that. What does marketing do? We report media spend, impressions, clicks, how many people attended our webinar, how many webinars we hosted. We never talk about accounts. Accounts are the language of an enterprise sales organization. What do you talk about in a pipeline review meeting? You talk about individual deals and individual accounts. What you talk about in that pipeline review meeting as a marketer, unfortunately, frequently, the campaign that you have coming up, how many leads it created, how many were passed over to sales development, we talk in aggregates. And can we as marketers in those places where 
that's actually created the perception that we can't move accounts. We don't think in terms of accounts. Can we start surfacing the progress we're making against accounts that sales cares about? We don't have to have adopted an account-based strategy yet. You may not even know what accounts they actually care about. You probably have some good sense for it. Drop account names. No, we didn't have 123 people on our webinar last week. We had that and we had three people from IBM. Like drop company names that sales will care about. Have information about what's going on from an engagement perspective at individual accounts. Start to actually, the way you present what you do and what you know from a marketing perspective, start to talk about it in terms of accounts. Because in many organizations, sales has never been exposed to program-oriented marketers outside of a few people in field marketing who can even have a conversation about what we would do with a single account, what sort of results we've had, how we've engaged them. Marketing talks in, in big, broad aggregates all too often. And that's given us the perception that that's all we know how to do. So in some companies, simply starting to talk about individual accounts, simply starting to surface information about how accounts are engaged based on sometimes the limited information we have access to initially, just can help change the tone of that conversation. Yeah, so that's that, that goes from the very basic level, right? So that these companies visited our website or these companies, just like you said, attended the webinar or even interacted with our ads. So it's starting from there, is that, is that what you mean? And then giving more and more heavier intent related information? Yeah, I might even put it as instead, you know, we, we talk about the campaigns we ran and the outcomes we had by campaign. Can we give some highlights for the accounts that we engaged? And less about like these from this and, but just, you know, our language starts from the campaign, from the initiative for broad audience and the aggregate results. Can we have some color that we add about accounts individually? And you know, as well as anyone, oh, hey, we got a thousand leads last month. And there's somebody on the other end hearing that who's like, oh, not again. (laughs) How can we actually help people go? There's real value in this. This is actually something you're going to care about. No, I know you don't actually care about all thousand. Too bad I won't say that out loud in most instances, right? But I know you don't. Let me actually surface for you some that I think you do. Some that are from interesting companies, great titles, have engaged multiple times. Let's, let's surface something that is more interesting in the language of account versus gross aggregate campaign result. Yeah, that's that's very true. That's very true. And and you're right. We don't do that as often as we should. We don't do that. And, and uh, yeah, and sales never got excited for, for marketing to, uh, they, they never went and said, oh boy, marketing is going to run another webinar. That's amazing. That's That never happened. Okay. Well, Eric, I really appreciate it. This has been a, a great conversation. Thank you so much. Now, Eric, if, if anyone wants to know more, wants to get in touch with you, what's, what's the best way to do that? Well, uh, I'll give you two things. One is get in touch with Topo, topohq.com. We're always doing those marketing webinars and things along those lines, but we roll out our new content that way. So you get access to some of what our latest best practices, research and data is, and come find me personally. 
best way to find me is probably on LinkedIn, where I do tend to respond slowly, but respond and engage. Uh, I also tend to listen, lurk, and occasionally snark on Twitter. So that's also a good place to find me. I'm just at Whitlake on Twitter. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Eric. Thank you. Hey, it's Alex again from X Growth. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode. If you enjoyed it, we'd love it if you take a moment to rate us on Apple Podcasts. It would really help get the word out to other B2B professionals. If you're hungry for more B2B content, make sure to join our Slack channel at growthcolony.org forward slash Slack, where we share the latest B2B news tactics, tips, and chat about problems we're facing in the B2B space and find solutions together. That's growthcolony.org forward slash Slack. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you in the next episode.